Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Alongside handicapper Brandon Lang, website brandonlang.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast brought to you by Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts from. And this will be our NBA Finals preview, the Warriors against the Raptors. We'll talk about our picks for the series, our picks for Game 1, our picks to win Finals MVP, and whether or not it's smart to bet on the Toronto Raptors. And I guess that's the first question, Brandon. Is it smart to even consider betting on the Toronto Raptors in this series? Well, I mean, nobody thought they'd beat the Bucs. They beat the Bucs. Nobody thought they'd beat Philly. They beat Philly. Um, But beating Golden State is a whole different ball of wax um, just because of the experience that Golden State has. I was impressed with Golden State beating Portland, sweeping Portland without KD. beating Houston in game six without KD. For me, I was absolutely and utterly shocked when I found out that when you look at the game one point spread, that the Golden State Warriors are the underdog. Yep, and it, it's danced too. It's danced back and forth. And, and currently now it's the Raptors at minus one. And talk about the Golden State Warriors, and and granted, they're on the road here. Toronto has home court, but the Warriors, since the start of the 2015 playoffs, Brandon, are 18-1 and straight up in game ones of a playoff series. They have won 12 straight series openers. Yeah, I I like them in game one. Um, I've learned my lesson in, in going against this team when they're getting points of any number. It just doesn't happen very often. It's almost the analogy I've used in radio for years in the Brady-Belichick era that when you get the New England Patriots as an underdog, I don't care if they're playing on the moon. You get them plus points. You almost have to take them because the value you're getting because you never get them as an underdog ever. Um, I preach right side to game, wrong side to game. Um, Getting Golden State plus points – It's just the right side of the game. And you force the other team to do everything they can do to beat this team. Now, I could see Toronto first half being a play. Um, Golden State coming out a little sluggish. Uh, They've had a lot of time off. And then, like we saw in the Portland series, down double digits at the half. They come out in the Mm -hmm. third quarter, outscoring by 16-17. So, at some point in the first two quarters, Golden State's going to find their rhythm, find their footing against a Raptors team that, yes, they've played well. Um, but as we've seen with Golden State, you're, you're you're playing Russian roulette if you go against this team, getting any points at all. You know, and, and I quoted you uh, on the radio this, uh, this past uh, Monday on Memorial Day when I was hosting on NBC. And I said, sometimes in sports betting, 
you have to go with the side that you're okay losing with. And you you preach this all the time. If we bet on the Golden State Warriors and they lose this series to the Raptors, you chalk it up and you say, you know what? Toronto was the better team. I lost with the Warriors, so be it. But if you bet the Raptors and the Warriors wind up winning in like a sweeper in five games, you're going to be kicking yourself in the ass thinking, how the hell did I bet against the Warriors? Yeah, it's the, the, the saying goes, sometimes it's not who you try to win with but it's who you lose with. Yes. And that and that kind of is where we are at in, in game one when you look at the matchups. Now, listen, Durant's not playing, who we all know. But he is Kawhi. traveling to Toronto, so he could play in game two. I think if they lose, he'll play in game two. If they win, he's going to sit out till game three. I agree with that. I, I said, they, I, I said uh, on an earlier show that I believe Golden State would win game one and, and Toronto would figure out a way to win game two. Um and I have the series going six games with 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 Golden State winning. Um, I, I don't feel Toronto's bench, albeit as pretty good against Milwaukee, the Golden State Warriors aren't Milwaukee. If you think about Giannis and Kawhi guarding Giannis and taking Giannis out of the game and forcing everybody else to beat him, the Bucks are pretty one dimensional. Granted, they had a great season. Granted, they 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 did everything they were supposed to do, but once Toronto figured out what Giannis wanted to do as the series progressed, Milwaukee was in trouble. They lived by the three. They died by the three. You take Giannis's drive away where he can't drive and dish and force him to shoot jumpers. He's just not that effective. So give Toronto credit, but Golden State is a completely uh, different yeah, beat. They can't, they can't build a wall and protect the paint like they did against the Bucks because then the three-point shooting of Steph and Clay and even Draymond to an extent will just – it'll kill them the whole – the whole game. They have to change up the way that they defend. And then when Durant comes back, they're going to have to change up the way that they defend again. I just think that there's too many factors at play here that are going against the Raptors. But that being said, Brandon, I don't like betting the Warriors to win the series where it is right now at minus 280 to minus 300. If they lose one game, though, like if they lose game one, you hammer the Warriors to win the series because that minus 280 is going to drop down a whole lot. Yeah, a good buddy of mine called me and said, you know, before game six of Milwaukee and Toronto, might have been game five, game five or game six, he says mm-hmm. the Raptors were 13 to one to win the NBA Finals. He said, why don't you just take 500 and bet that at 13 to one? He says, bet that right now. And if they beat Milwaukee, then he says, you're flipping on the other side, and you got Warriors minus 280. He says, you, you got a middle where you're going to win two dimes just by betting it. He says, you should, you should do it. And I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the Raptors beat the Bucks, he calls me up and says, dude, I handed you 2,000 of free money. Yeah. Yep. He goes, I handed it to you. I handed <laughs> it to you. It's like walking into a strip bar and a girl's getting off work and says, hey, you want to go party? And you're like, uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll pass. Let's, uh, I'll, uh, I won't go into the strip. Where do you want to go? Well, let's go to the, the RE and have a cocktail. Okay. Hey, twist my arm. Let's go. Didn't even have to spend a dime in the champagne room. Baller. I didn't do it, though. So nope. that's it. Um, well, someone asked me the opposite when when the Bucks were down going into Game Six. They said, "Should I bet the Bucks at whatever it was at that point, maybe plus six hundred to win the series?" Or, and and I said, "Well, yes, because if they win Game Six, you've already made your money because they would be favored to win Game Seven at home, so you're getting the plus money already 
if they win game six, as opposed to just waiting until they get to game seven, because you're never going to get those odds again. With the Warriors at minus 280 here to win this series, it's a little too much juice, but if they lose game one, it's going to be 150, minus 150 maybe, then you're all over it. Right, but that's the problem. You gave the 18 and one statistic that yeah. they just they they mm-hmm. just don't they don't lose game one. Although they, although the Raptors are eight and two in ten home playoff games this year. Yeah, but but as we said, that that's against Eastern Conference foes, and, mm-hmm. and we'll never confuse the Golden State Warriors with Orlando, Philadelphia, yeah, and Milwaukee. Now, interesting in the two meetings this year. Um, they played at Golden State on December 12th, and Steph Curry did not play, uh, and they blew Golden State out. 113-93 is an eight-point dog. Earlier in the year, at home, again, no Steph Curry. They beat him 131-128. Uh, Toronto was an eight and a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite. Ironically enough, without Steph mm-hmm. and beat him by three, didn't cover. And then they go to Golden State and blew them out. So, I mean, Steph's playing, though. So maybe it's a trap. Maybe it's a trap. But for me and you, um, I think the only way to play this series um, is, is is Golden State and, and play Golden State in game one. I just, uh, I just can't see Toronto coming off the emotional series with Milwaukee um, finding that energy where Golden State's sitting there just chomping at the bit like a racehorse he's ready mm-hmm. to run. Well, here's what I like in this game. Uh, I like the under, especially in the first half. Uh, if you look at the way that Toronto has played defensively, and yes, uh, it's like you said, it's completely different because it's the Golden State Warriors. It's not an Eastern Conference opponent, but the under is hit in 13 of their 19 playoff games this year. Defensively, they are shutting people down, and I think the layoff is actually going to affect the Warriors here in the first half. Now in the second half, they'll find their footing. They'll be able to dominate and shoot from three, but I can see them coming out cold in the first half. And so I think the under, which will be a feeling out process for the the Raptors and a cold shooting for the Warriors. I think the first half under is what's in play here. Great play. We said Toronto first half would, would, would more than likely be the play. And then golden state finding their footing in the second half. And then, and then, running away and hiding as they do. So uh, completely agree with you. Toronto under first half, Golden State for the game, and you're and you're ready to roll. Uh, series MVP, um, I think you have to look to Steph. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's, he's favored. He's, um, he's, yeah, of course, but and, he's and, minus and, 125, which is really not a lot of juice. If you think the Warriors are going to win this series, it's most likely going to be Steph unless, because we don't know if we're ever going to see Durant, so you can't bet. Durant but think about what happened last year right last year it looked like Curry was going to be the finals MVP but then Kevin Durant came in and absolutely lit it up in the last couple of games and hit the big shots to help them win the championship so Kevin Durant winds up being the MVP Steph Curry is not going to get upstaged by Kevin Durant if Kevin Durant ain't playing so at minus 125 if you think the Warriors are going to win it's going to be Steph Curry who guards Curry that's the question Lowry Probably, yeah. Lowry's fast enough to go around those screens. I don't think Kawhi's going to get around those screens. Who guards Clay? That would have to be Lowry. Okay. Well, Lowry can't guard Steph and Clay. So, who guards who guards Clay? 
I think no, I'm sorry. Uh, Kawhi. Kawhi guards Clay. Okay, so who who guards Draymond? Seacams. Yeah, Pascal Siakam. Okay. Or Marcus All if the Warriors go with a death lineup. Because and Boogie Cousins might come back at some point during this series. And if that's the case, well, then of course, hey, you have the two big men down low. But if the Warriors go with this death lineup, then it's gonna have to be Gasol against Draymond. There's your which causes a mismatch for everybody. Yep. Yep. So so it's game one's gonna be really interesting just to see how these two play one another. Like I said, sometimes you can take something from those regular season meetings, but without Steph in the lineup, you can throw out any game that 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 Golden State's played this year against any opponent without Steph. Um, I'm going to have fun here with the MVP bet, and and, and I want to know what you think about this. Clay Thompson plus 1,200, right? Now, hear me out. Clay Thompson is pissed that he missed the All-NBA team. It cost him probably 30-something million dollars because now he's not eligible for the five-year Supermax contract this offseason. He talks in the press conference. He says, you know, going to five straight finals takes a lot more than a couple of all-NBA guys. He considers himself an all-NBA guy. He's on a mission. Klay Thompson wins the finals MVP and shoves it in the face of every single voter that did not put him on one of the three all-NBA teams. Um, worth the value. Worth the value. Completely agree. Worth the value. Um, yeah, worth the value. Um, plus twelve hundred, plus twelve hundo. Nice, nice language, babe. Little pretty pink reference. I still didn't <laughs> think I did that in our last podcast. Um, I like that. That's a good pull. That's a really good pull. Um, yeah. For Toronto, it's Kawhi. It's Kawhi or nobody else. Yeah, there's, yeah it's Kawhi or bust. Yeah, of course. And right now he's plus two fifty, but I can't bet on him because I don't think they're going to win the series. So it's it'll be throwing away money. Yep, I agree. I completely agree. It so. Away. We're in for a good series. Um, at the end of the day, to to for me to have uh, three straight winning weeks on the website, brandling.com, um, going into this week. And, and it's funny, I lost a 200-dimer on game, game five in Milwaukee, left for dead and came back Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and hit a 75-dimer, 150-dimer, and 75-dimer uh, to deliver the winning week. Felt pretty, pretty satisfied with, with the comeback. So game one will be 150-dimer. Um, you know, that line may go to pick them, may go to golden state one. Who mm. knows if, if, if Toronto flips and becomes the dog at home, you may look Toronto plus the points. If you get that hard public money coming in, so make sure to check the website, brandling.com, see what we're doing. But again, uh, I think it's, it's Kawhi, uh, versus the lineup of, of golden state. And like you said, Clay's a great investment. Um, but I'm interested to see how Toronto decides to defend I was talking to a, a Houston Rockets coach. I'll leave his name out. And he said. It rhymes the, with Antony. And so, <laughs> and, nope, I, I don't have a relationship with him. But um, uh, he did say that when Durant went out, that Golden State is harder to defend. Yes, because, I agree. Because, because they spread the ball around more. Mm-hmm. They spread it around more and they just keep moving. And yep. he said, Toronto's. You know, they, they played good lockdown defense against Philadelphia and against Milwaukee, but both those offenses can be a bit stagnant. With Durant not in the lineup, this Golden State team is a whole different beast to defend, and uh, I'm interested to watch game one and see how the matchup uh, plays out. 
Uh, we got game one on Thursday, game two on Sunday with the two-day break, and then we will reconvene here on the podcast prior to game three, which is on Wednesday. That's when the series shifts to Oracle, and who knows, that could be the debut of Kevin Durant. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from, or check us out on Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Good luck. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.